Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Andy. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the uh, Design Much Gossip Podcast. We are recording. How long have we been recording, Patrick? Just thirteen seconds. Thirteen. Okay, yeah. that's good. When I said, when I said, "Hello, Andy," okay. <laughs> record. One can never be too sure. Mm. Tricky. Well, thanks for welcoming to the, the podcast. I, I'm excited about that. It's not the Design Much Gossip podcast. That's a different thing. Yeah, it's different. How many ideas for podcasts have we had before? Um, too many. Plenty, yeah. We have this one. Mm-hmm. We had the one with the, uh, what were we going to do? Something like answer answer questions, people's questions, like the, the design questions on like uh, Stack Overflow. Uh-huh. We have we had that, that one. one. There was one you had that was really sweet. It was really cool. I don't want to say what it is because I still might want to do it. Oh, okay. Someday. I know what it is now. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had a bunch of ideas. Anyway, we should start a gossip podcast where we can talk trash about everybody else. I think that'd be great. I think we'd have a lot of users, a lot of listeners. Sorry. <laughs> um, don't call them users, man. They're not drugs. They're not. They're not addicted to drugs. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're on social media, and then you are. Then technically, you're a user. Right, you're a user and a user. Yeah. Do you think Do you think it's ironic that Facebook wouldn't call their users users? <laughs> what do they call their users? I don't know, but they should call them users, right? Yes, they should, because they are drug addicts, mm-hmm. like on meth. Because Facebook's kind of heaping pile of turd. But <laughs> I'll admit, I'm a drug addict to Instagram. Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, which. Mm-hmm. Turns my stomach every time I think about it. Yeah, so just don't think about it like yeah. like all of the rest of us. <clears throat> just before you before you snort that fine white powder, just just ignore just just don't worry about where you got it. Just, yeah, just do it. <laughs> all the other users just, don't worry about where they got just it. Take that straw, and suck it up. <laughs> all, all that matters is how it makes Be you happy. feel. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's uh. Woo. <laughs> What's our actual topic? What a way for to start. Andy? That's great. <laughs> Let's find out what our actual topic is today. Um, you didn't add Facebook to the topics, right? <laughs> no, we did have a suggested topic here. Just real quick, we did have a suggested topic. We're gonna let's let's open the kimono up a little bit. All right, we do get we get we do get topics that come in that we don't put in the topic machine generator. <laughs> yeah, we do have a filter. We have a. We, we have a we have a method we have an algorithm that determines these. Um, one of them comes from uh, my boy Shane Guyman, who still makes fun of me for the eating that hot chicken. But uh, he wanted us to share our thoughts on Facebook. So right there, uh, Shane, you got him. That's that was our thoughts on Facebook. <laughs> now let's go over to a regular topic <laughs> in the machine. <laughs> that one is done. Awesome. Nice and easy. Case closed. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to generate our topic here. And our topic, um, again, comes from friend of the show, Jason Metzger. Again. And it is on the pros and cons of working remote. Man, you know who would be great at this topic? Who? Jason Metzger. Why would Jason be great at this, Patrick? Because <laughs> Jason works Because he works remote. And we don't work remote, though, right? But, no. you know, we're, we're professionals, and we are we are good at this stuff. We are... The yeah. best designers out there, so we can answer any of these <laughs> we can questions. Any of these. That's why we are qualified. We've been there, done that. Yeah, we have. 
Uh, the pros and cons of working remote. This one, uh, uh, this one's hard for me because I don't feel like I would be a good remote employee. And in fact, when I was kind of a remote employee for a little bit, I was a horrible remote employee. Um, so this one, this one, I, I'll take the cons if you want to take the pros. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Some pros are you don't really have to work face to face with Patrick and he's that not going to work be, with you for very long because he is not a good remote employee. That would be pro number one. Pro number one. You would have to work with me, Andy. Um, so definitely some of the, let's just, yeah, go through these. So the pros of working remote, let's start with the pros. Um, the pros are you don't have to wear like nice clothes. You just get up. You don't even have to wear clothes. You just get up and roll over. You don't have to wear or clothes. Or you just like open your eyes and pull, you know, get your laptop on top of you and Now, I, I will say I will say if you're if you're a fully remote employee, there 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 could be a daily video scrum of some sort. There could be, yeah. And you might want to put on a shirt. Maybe, I guess. Or, or pants or something. I don't know. You might want to you might want to throw that together. I think that would be nice for the the video calls. If you're not doing video calls, though, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, the sky is the limit, right? Yeah, you can do whatever you want at that point. Um, if you're doing a video call, at least put a shirt on. Um, and then your hair can look okay, I guess. You yeah. do whatever you want with your hair. Yeah, put a hat on, whatever. Yeah, just don't be naked. I think that's, that's definitely mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, so pros <laughs> is you can, for the most of the time when you work, is you can most of the time be naked. The pros, the pros, you can be naked. Yeah. But the con to that is there's an occasional video call. Yeah. So you'd have to put your clothes on. Yeah. That'd be the con. But I think it's good sometimes to put some clothes <laughs> on, you know, so I think that could be considered a pro too, because at least sometime you would put some would clothes you, on. <laughs> would you feel weird? Would you feel weird uh, working naked? Have you ever worked naked, Andy? <laughs> You're the one that brought it up. Um, I haven't done a lot of remote work, so no, I have not worked <laughs> naked, <laughs> typically. <laughs> well, that's good. But I don't know. It might be It might be really freeing. It might be a lot more creative. We should maybe do a it study. Could be, yeah, it could be way more creative. <laughs> you are more of a, a free thinker when you don't have these clothes weighing you down. So that's a pro, too. <laughs> just the, just the, heavy, just the, the heaviness of the... Of the uh, the cotton on your back that's right you down when when you're typing and you that have like sleeves it. it's it's a yeah. lot of work holding those sleeves you know like lifting up those that those clothes those threads right and yeah. and typing at the same time moving mm-hmm. that mouse around that's a lot of work it is a lot of work and i i'm, I'm with you on the sleeve thing because uh i recently just started taking drum lessons okay and i can see why drummers cut off their sleeves oh you know you you see drummers with no shirts on all the time you see drummers with they cut off the sleeves, you know. They're wearing like a tank top. Yeah, totally see it. Totally see it. And and just and, to clarify, that's just because it's harder to move with sleeves. You got to move those arms around all over the place. You and I think to your point, same with a keyboard. I don't I don't see too much difference <laughs> yeah, between exactly. a keyboard and a drum kit. So I, I would agree, sleeves. When I when Probably I how you can wear sleeves. When I want to hit my enter key and then my caps lock key, it is just too much effort. You got to cross your hands over, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't want that restrictive, that pinch, that restrictive pinch in the back right there that I'm getting right now yeah. when I do it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, I can understand that. I think, the, I think one of the biggest pros to remote work 
um, and I'll, this is maybe more of a serious one, Andy. Okay, here we uh, go, finally. Is travel. Yes. I know a lot of remote working people that love it because they love to travel. So they can mix the travel with the work, get all their work done whilst they travel. Mm-hmm. Or it frees them up. Not just maybe maybe they maybe they can they can have more time to kind of like front load before their vacation, like that kind of stuff. Because they're not they're not necessarily hampered by an office. Yeah. Like a nine to five office schedule. So um I hear all the time the biggest one is travel. And then and then not even travel internationally, but just like I can go on a hike mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Uh, for an hour and then come back and jump right back into my work. I can take phone calls while I'm, you know, I can I can have a business meeting while I'm, you know, hiking or kayaking or something like that. Like there's, there's a freedom to that, right? Playing the drums. Playing the drums, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's a huge one. That's the one I hear from people who really love remote work. Jason, as Jason Metzger once told me, he said that he does he he enjoys doing his work on his back porch. Yeah, you can go outside, and I, I could resonate with that. Absolutely, like I've, you sit on the I've back done that porch before, and uh, you know, just do a design, whatever, whatever you're doing out there on the back porch. Uh, did he mention whether he had clothes on or not? I didn't ask. You didn't I ask. Don't, I don't know if we have. I, I don't think me and Jason have the same relationship that me and you do, Andy. Like, okay. I think because you, know, you like, ask me about what I'm well, wearing all the time. <laughs> I don't know if, like, you say, say if me and Jason uh, were recording a podcast, mm-hmm. I don't think we could re- record it in the nude like we do this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you've ever, if you've ever wondered why we don't do a video podcast, uh, that is why it's a it's a very premium. It's a you got to pay a lot of money to get the video. We'll send you the video. <laughs> But uh, well, it's it's the X rated things that we have. Yeah. It's the, the the rating system that we have to go through is just too much. There's a whole digital blurring process we got to do. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, we don't want to set up a Patreon account and all that stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think the other the other pros. <laughs> I think the other pro is that is that I think I think some people or a lot of people would like to kind of mix their lives together. You know. Like I think I know what you mean. Does that make sense to you? Maybe you can maybe you can articulate it better than <laughs> I can. <laughs> I, I think what you're trying to say is um, you when you're when you're going to the office, you go to the office, you know, when you have your nine to five typical work, you go in, you have your job life, right? Mm-hmm. When you are working remote, you're at home, you can have your job you can be working and then doing other things at the same time. You know, you could yeah. be hanging out with your your family. You can be, um, you know, again back to the nudity. I don't know why it keeps going back to this, Patrick. But you <laughs> I don't can, know why it's on your mind, Eddie. <laughs> you can you can be you can be doing you could be naked and working, <laughs> which is something you can't do at work. You can't do that at a nine to five. Um, yeah. So you, you can have your 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 two lives mixed <laughs> when you're remote. I'm sorry, stop mentioning. That. I don't know if you articulated it better than I could. Have. <laughs> I think I think I did a great job. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, when you when you hear the dumb buzzword, um, when you hear the dumb buzzword, work life balance, right? Yeah. Like when you hear that word, that more resonates to me with the remote work aspect of it, because I think people that people that don't want to separate those two. Mm-hmm. Um, tend to like remote work because they can mix the two together. 
Like I can wake up, I can wake up in the morning, I can kind of go to work whenever I want to, right? Mm-hmm. I can wake up in the morning, I can answer some emails, I can have, I can have breakfast with my kids, get them sent off on the bus, then I could come back in, I could do a little bit of work, then I could go, uh, you know, I could go um, go on like go on a hike with my wife or husband or whatever, you know, and then I could. Come, I don't know why I keep bringing up hikes either. I don't hike, but. Like I could go do something with them and then come back and then yeah. do a little bit more work and so you you can kind of spread your you can kind of spread your workout through your life right mm-hmm. so the what's the term I've heard when people try to talk me into remote work it's like instead of working to live you live to no instead of living to work you work to live okay I think the people that do remote work see it as I I. I got those backwards. Uh, you you work to live, not live to work. You work to live, not live. Yeah, to work. Okay. work is part of your living, right? Gotcha. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. I think honestly, like that's the biggest, the biggest pro. I think mm-hmm. is that you don't have to you don't have to stall your life that much. Yeah. To work because you're not restricted in those hours. Exactly, and those hours are a big thing. Like there's the there's the rigidity of the 9 to 5 that has just been, you know, placed on us, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you're not a person who works well during those hours. Maybe you really like to work during the nighttime and you'd like to spend the 9 <clears throat> to 5 doing other random stuff, right? So, if you did work remotely, you could just work in the evenings. Um, yeah. when everyone's sleeping because that's that's what you want to do. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility there, I think. And so that's that's absolutely a pro. I agree with that. Yeah. I think one of the cons of working remote, and I think this depends on who you are, but I think one of the cons, the thing I worry about with myself is one of the cons is I, I don't necessarily want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to mix everything together 100% like that. I feel like I would prefer working a 9 to 5 and then coming home and then checking out. Yeah. Right. Now, now, granted, that doesn't always happen. Like you, you work extra hours at home, or you do whatever. Just you know, you need to get your work done. But um, yeah, I think that, I think that's one of the cons to remote work. I think the two major cons in my mind to remote work are the, uh, having a separation. I think can be a lot harder. Like having boundaries can be a lot harder. Yeah. Like, hey, no, this next four hours, I've got to get this project done. You know, when if you're if you're working with your family and they're used to you hanging out and being around and whatever, and then it's like there's a critical deadline. I've heard these stories before. Like, there's a critical deadline. Like I've heard remote workers have to like they have to go to the library or they have to go somewhere else to like focus on that because they 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 get too distracted, not necessarily by their family, like, but they're distracted, mm-hmm. right? And so they they need to create that focus time, which I think is a positive to an office. Yeah. Is you can you can create that focus time depending on the office. I think I think that's that's one of the cons. I think the other big con, and I see this I see this more from a design side than I do a development side, but I see remote work uh, on the in the design world as being a con is that it's harder to collaborate. Like I know there's great tools. We got you got Figma, we got Slack, but even in Slack, I mean we've had this conversation before where it's like Sometimes you just want to go talk to that person and they work at night. Mm-hmm. You work during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're in Iceland now and you're in Guam. I don't know. Like the, 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 the lag of the, the conversation lag, I think, can be really difficult when you're trying to collaborate and can be stifling for you. 
I think I think it works really good at companies. The companies I know that works really good is companies that um, they're they're all remote workers, so then they all have that same issue. Um, and then I also think it works better when you're doing more production design work. Yeah, I think it works. I think remote work. I, I don't know why developers come into an office most of the time. Like I think I think a lot of development can be done at home for sure. And I think that's really a good a good case for remote work because mm-hmm. um, developers want to you know work from home anyway. So let them work from home. They'll get their job done. They'll be more focused because they don't want to sit in a meeting. But like design, sometimes we got to sit in a meeting and talk to people. And I think that's a little bit different. And that's harder to do. It's harder to do online. Yeah, I think. That's than in person. That's something that that I've come across as well. Like I am a lot better communicating when I'm talking to somebody versus like writing up this huge thing on Slack. I could just go talk to them and have that, you know, come to an understanding together, at the, at the, you know, right then. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's very interesting that that point of um, having to figure out how to work together as a team. As designers, I agree with you that production work really does make sense. Being a developer, especially like doing backend work, that really makes a lot of sense as well. Just being able to just to do that by yourself. As a designer, we do spend a lot of our time collaborating and communicating with others. That's a big part of our job. And so there's, there's, I imagine some struggle there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's there's less communication going on or it's just more video calls that are happening. They just jump on calls. I'm not sure how that works, but I imagine that's a challenge. Yeah. And it would be interesting because I know I know you know the video calls and using better equipment. Um, at places I've worked have solved a lot of that that issue. The other thing that the other thing that I ironically at another company solved an issue was having working hours, having defined working hours. Really, for remote employees, so like you could still pick your hours and you know work when you need to work, mm-hmm. but you were available. You know, everybody knew your availability. Yeah. So when you, when you were working, you were working. Okay. And that seemed that seemed like an arbitrary boundary that I think is kind of goes against the remote work. But again, like the remote work is not necessarily about time either. I think one pro is that you can work where you want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've known remote people too. Um, like in my case, personally, I like going to the office because I feel like I'm more focused that way. Um, Cause if I'm, if I'm at home, I just watch YouTube. At least if I'm here, <laughs> At least if I'm here, like <laughs> most of my distraction is just with other coworkers, and so there's there's some kind of like, you know, if I'm distracted, then it's like, well, it's with this person that I work with that we're working on a project with together, yeah, and it's not just like I'm in a YouTube rabbit hole, you know. So, so just to be clear, <laughs> here you have those built-in distractions from other coworkers. When you go home, you make your own distractions. Right. Yes. Like you're yes. like I, I need to be distracted. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's me, I'm a I'm I'm a very distracted person, or I get distracted, uh-huh. you know, and uh, and so I think if if I'm at work, at least the distraction is generally things related to work. Yeah. But at home, I there's if there's no distraction from work, then at home I'm like, dude, I'm gonna watch you know the latest whatever video, or I'm gonna see what's on Instagram. <laughs> Um, no, but I've heard I've heard other remote workers that feel like they need to have more focus. They do like rent an office space near their house or whatever, so they're kind of around. You know, they can go like yeah. the, like the thing that we have over here, like kiln. Mm-hmm. They'll go hang out at kiln, you know, or whatever. 
um, and and still not you know maybe they work for a company that's that's not local yeah right they work for a company that's you know in Massachusetts or something and they work here but they don't want to work from home necessarily so they they're still remote but they'll go places I used to work with a guy at Instructure that did that he he didn't work at his house uh, he was in <clears throat> he was on the East Coast Instructure was here in Salt Lake. And every time we every time we hit him up, he was in like an office space. Hmm. So he was like working with a one of those like co-located office things yeah. or whatever. And uh, you know, just to keep him focused. But he was still remote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I think there's many ways to do it. But I think in general there's probably depending on what position you're in, I think in general there's probably more pros to it. I actually think one of the sneaky things you know this with the with the the like the unlimited time off that studies have shown that the people with unlimited time off tend to not take vacation. Yeah, they take less time. Like uh-huh. across the board, there's there's abusers. There's always abusers. But Absolutely. Like the majority of the office will take less time off. So that's like a little that's like a little company hack, right? It mm-hmm. looks good that you can take whatever time you want off, but generally you don't take big long vacations. Whereas before, like if you were counting and you were losing that vacation, you had to take a vacation every year. Yeah. Like if you got two weeks every year, you better damn well use that two weeks. You're going to lose it. Or if you don't, or sometimes if you don't take it, they, you get paid. Like if you leave, they pay you that money back for the, the time. Yeah, you they'll hold on begun. to it or whatever. Yeah. So if you're forced to be accountable to it, then you'll take it off 100%. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not, if you're not accountable to it, then if you're a decent employee, you you generally work more. So like, I think it's, I think remote works a little bit of a trick that way too. And then, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but I think it's a little bit of a, of a thing. Cause I, I think true remote people probably work more than people that do in an office. You think so? I think so. Hmm. Cause I think, I think when you're, when you're isolated and if you can stay focused and you're isolated remotely, I think you actually are more productive um, on that level, if you can stay productive, if you're not like me and you're watching YouTube videos, like yeah. if you're, if you can be productive and you're more productive that way, I think you tend to work more hours than people that aren't okay in the office. I think it's, I, I assume it's either that or you're just <clears throat> more efficient because you're not being distracted by people that are coming up and asking you questions. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as, you're not, you're not getting pulled into meetings that you really shouldn't because we all know there's meetings that happen that you don't need to be in yeah. you know, email meetings, you know, or Slack meetings or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think, I do think though, at some of those other places, at least I've heard that like, there's a little bit of a theory that says that, you know, we can, we can get more work out of remote employees. And I, I think, I, I don't know if that's bad or good. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. Like if, if I was to take two weeks and travel to France, like I would leave my laptop here at home. Mm-hmm. And I would go to France for two weeks. Yeah, you wouldn't work. If I was remote, I would try to balance it and go for three weeks in France, but then I'd be working while I was in France. Yeah. Right? So I think that's, I think that can be one con too, is that I think it might be harder to, it might be harder to, to fully check out when you need to check out because there's, a, there's an expectation that you're always available. But I think that's true. I don't know. I hope this helps Jason, who works remotely. He'd he'd probably be a better. Uh, he'd probably know the pros and cons a lot better <laughs> than us. 
It should have been the pros and cons of office work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we touched on some good topics. I think, I I personally think it, I I haven't done it much. Like I've, you know, worked from home, you know, stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. like, um, I haven't fully gone um, remote. And I I think it would be interesting to try. I think um, it depends on the, the, the type of person you are. If you're you're like Patrick, you get really um, get really distracted, <laughs> which I, I can admit I can get distracted when I'm working from home for sure. Um, like maybe it, maybe it doesn't work for you. Maybe the office is better. Maybe you like communication in person a lot more than you like it um, yeah. remotely. Um, but I think it's something you could try out. I'm not sure if it's like if if you like this, you can't do it. Maybe mm-hmm. there's 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 different balances, all that stuff that you can play with 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 working remote. And I think there's, as you said, I think I feel like there's more pros personally than cons um, for for both employees as well as companies. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of what we do, like what tech companies do in the future, will have a lot more remote opportunities as we we keep going in the future. Um, so this might be a, a norm, more of a normal thing than it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, one huge pro, like to, to speak to that too, one huge pro for the business to, to embrace remote work is that their employee pool just opened up yeah. big time, right? Like they can hire anybody anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and it's, this is a challenge for lots of businesses, ones that are in California that um, are having trouble hiring people because it's so expensive to live in California yeah. that nobody wants to live there. So they could hire anybody. <laughs> they could hire anybody and they could pay them less money than they would pay somebody that lives in San Francisco. Yeah, because your market's different. If you're paying yeah. somebody in Missouri, if, if you're a company in San Francisco and you're paying somebody in Missouri, the cost of living is totally different. Yeah. So you might be able to give them, you give the people in Missouri a fair and adequate mm-hmm. salary, but it's it's still less than you'd pay for the same talent like yeah. in San Francisco. You know, Or it would make, if you were in San Francisco, it would, it would just make that a lot easier because... Like you, you could, you know, you could live outside of a big city like that and still work for a big company or whatever. Yep. So I think, I think, I think there are definitely huge advantages to it. I do like that a lot of companies are doing it more mm-hmm. and are kind of more fully remote. I do think one of the huge cons, I still, I still worry about the con, like, like, I mean, you know, I love Envision. I like do. You know that I'm, you are always raving I'm about like Envision. I'm like a fanboy. I'm an Envision fanboy until you, the day. You're I wearing do. an Envision shirt right now. Yeah, right. Underwear. I'm wearing underwear. <laughs> you're right wearing now. underwear. Yes. Looks. Great I mean, all there, it's all piled up in the corner because we do the podcast, dude. But it's <laughs> it's there. Um, <laughs> but I think I think that's actually one kind of downside to Envision, and the reason why their product moves slower is because they're all remote. Really. I feel like that's part of the problem. But why do you think that? Because they're, well, because they're all disjointed, right? We've talked about this before, having a consistent look and feel and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times it's hard to align on something when you can't negotiate. Like if you, because a a lot of collaboration is negotiation, right? It's it's in a room collaborating, bouncing ideas off of each other. That's harder to do online. And I think if they don't, if the company doesn't know how to do that correctly or they don't use the right tools or whatever, I think it slows their process down because, oh, here's an idea. Wait 24 hours. Okay, get the idea back. Oh, what about the – oh, here's another. Okay. <laughs> and it's like counter. It's like it's like if – Andy, it's like if, 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 if you're up on the side of the building 
and you want to jump off the building. And I show up as a hostage negotiator. <laughs> okay. Right? If I try not to do that, not a hostage, uh, what, what's that called? It's not a hostage negotiator. Maybe you've got a hostage. Maybe you're trying to push a guy off a building. <laughs> okay, this is way better. Okay, you're up there, you're trying to push a guy off a building, and then I've got to show up. Well, I don't, I show up with a megaphone, dude. I come in, I, come, I sometimes I come up and I sing a song to you on a guitar. I try to, I try to woo you out of the window. I try to get you back in so you won't push the hostage out. Okay. All right? <laughs> I don't do that remotely. I don't call you on the phone. I don't try to get you on a video call. Like, I think, I think. Do you, man? Because hostage, have you seen a movie with a hostage negotiator? It's often on well, phones. Well, I mean, they're on phones, but they're outside the building. They're outside the saying. building, sure. It's like, they're there. They're, it's a critical situation. They're there. And I think, I think, I mean, that might be like really uh, stupid of an analogy. But I think sometimes <laughs> when you're, when you're in a negotiation, or you're in a collaboration, like it needs to be face to face. You can make those. You can you can listen to the argument and counter that argument, and then you can come up with another idea, right? Yeah, you can see like how people yeah. are reacting to your argument, all that stuff. There's there's a lot of yeah. visual cues that happen. They happen um, in the moment, right? Yes. Not, not four hours after, you know, because mm. you might not care about it four hours after. You might have. You might have went horseback riding with your wife and then had lunch and then come back and then you're like, oh, Andy's bringing this thing up again. Well, whatever Andy wants, you know, you're yeah. just like tired of it at that point. <laughs> Versus if you if you had a one hour, you know, sit down, you know, collab, collaboration session or whatever, like you might just hammer it out and get a better thing, right? Sure. And so I think, I think a lot of times if it's like it would just have to be done right. And I'm just saying Envision doesn't do it right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think like that that it, it absolutely could be a product of the remote work. It could be a product of maybe this isn't organized correctly, right? Yeah. Like all that stuff. And I think I I still think that if you, I think you can maybe accomplish a lot of this through video calls. I think you can. You can sit down, you can see each other. Um, you know, see everybody's like their shirt on, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And then you can have a conversation <laughs> with them. Um, versus if you're, you know, typing it up on Slack or you send a document or something, then that's not going to be a good way to yeah. do it. So I think it's possible. Well, I think a lot of companies do a really good job of it. Yeah. I, I think they've, I imagine I think they've learned how to do it. And I, and I think there's the companies that like that, that'll go full 100% remote. They're probably really good at it. Yeah. Some of them, I imagine. They may have not started good at it. Yeah. You know, no, I, think, I think there's a nuance to it, right? That you have to figure out. And they're probably constantly looking to improve. But I think that's I think that is a difference though. I think I think um, I think if you're going to do remote work as a company, you you have to make sure that you wholeheartedly embrace it and yeah. say this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to support our employees by doing this. And then I think you also have to I think you also have to have boundaries. There has to be boundaries. Mm -hmm. There has to be some some rules and guidelines around uh, around the tools you use, how you use them, when you use them, all that kind of stuff. Because I think if you don't have that, then 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 everybody's just doing their own work everywhere, mm -hmm. right? And I think I think some companies have shown that they that's what they do. Yeah, they they they're like we're remote work, we don't have an office anywhere, and then it's like yeah, but your product hasn't improved in eight years. I wonder if there's a connection there, you know? And so I'm like, yeah, I just wonder if, you know. Because with Envision being fully remote and all, and haven't releasing a new a good new product in twelve years, I just wonder if that's 
know, maybe that's a part of it. That's a part of it. Just who knows? Who knows? Just another reason to bag on a vision. Yeah, you try to slip that into every episode. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's my whole. It's my whole secret. (laughs) The whole reason you wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> Let's bring envision down. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we're gonna do it, man. I'm gonna take him down this way. Damn the man! Damn the man! <laughs> I forgot his name already. Envision man. Yeah, Clark. Oh, you, oh, you didn't say it. Oh no. So the man who should not be named, the name who should not be spoken in this room. <laughs> Unless we said Danon Clark. Yes. Or Allie Clark. Yes. Or Clark Kent. Like, yeah. Those are all acceptable Clarks. Yeah, I guess. I wonder if Envision Clark still wears that beret thing that he used to wear all the time when I got his, all his emails. Do you know if he still has that beret? Because he, he sends you emails. Did you know this? Every day he sits um, down, types I, out Yeah, emails. I think they go to my junk folder. Ooh. So I don't typically see them. Poor Clark. He spends so much time sending everybody an email. It's like he does. Yeah, it's like that scene with Jim Carrey in the the Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, when he's, he's like answering prayers. Answering yeah, that's what he does. That's all how. The time. I, that's how. I, that's how I envision Clark every day sending out those ten thousand spam emails. He's yeah. like writing them all hand, like typing them all up. Obviously, without sleeves on his shirt, because mm-hmm. I don't know how you would type that many emails with that's that true. kind of constriction around your shoulders. <laughs> By the way, Andy, uh, the nacho fries are not available right now at Taco Time. Have Taco you, Bell? Yeah, or at Taco Time. <laughs> They're also not available they, at Burger King or McDonald's. They haven't been available or... at Taco Time in a long time. No, they're not, they're not available in Taco Bell, and I just want to bring that up just to say that it's, it's a little gloomy. That. Have you felt like it's a little dark and kind of gloomy lately? You know, I have felt that, but I didn't know why. <laughs> so it's good to know why, because yeah. I did not know that that was the case. Yep. That is troubling. Yeah, so that's I'm just throwing that out there. Like, you just be aware of it. I'm sorry, Patrick. Um, I want to express my condolences. Yeah. That's it rough. It could be another month or two before they make their return. I think I think we should all take the time just to give somebody a hug. Should we Help have? Them? Should we just have one quick moment of silence? Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Moment of silence for <laughs> nacho fries. All right, is that enough? Yeah. <clears throat> is it okay to laugh during the silence? Because I was laughing. I think so, but we we okay. can cut that out. Okay. That's, that's we'll the greatest just... part about editing is we'll just Perfect. we'll cut out your giggling and snickering in the background. It's magic. It's such a serious topic. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers out to all of you who um, wanted some nacho fries today and can't get them. Yeah. I know. I've been there. I know. I've gone in, uh, ready to get ready to get a nacho fry box mm-hmm. with the with the Doritos Locos Tacos inside of it, and it was not available. And your heart just broke, right? Yeah, I didn't know what to do with the rest of my uh, life at that point. So I'm with you. Thoughts and prayers go out to all of you who are suffering through that today. Do we know, Patrick, um, why those were taken away from us, and when, if at all, will they be coming back? Yeah, it's it's all just political bullshit in my mind. It's is it like like yeah. they're doing it because of a just to like take it away from us so we want it more or is it like because they're fighting with somebody about the rights of nacho fries? I don't know. Could it be the could it be Trump's tariffs? I don't know. That's could it probably be it. could it be Obamacare? I don't know. It's, it's got to be Obamacare. It's got to be one of the two. It's got to be one of the two. It's either got to be a Trump tariff mm. 
uh, or Obamacare or a combination of the two. Global warming, maybe? Maybe, maybe. I think we call that climate change now, but we'll take Oh, that's warming. right, climate change. I'm yeah, sorry. Be I'm, careful with our, I'm not with up our to word choices. <laughs> Got to be politically correct. I'm one sorry. One I don't believe in, the other one I do believe in, all right? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that's I think it's maybe a thanks Obama moment. Yeah. You know, thanks Obama. Thanks Obama. Yeah, I think I think it's more like that. I think there's some executive order he signed that they can only be available yeah. for six months out of the year or something like that. I don't know. I wonder if they're trying to do like the McRib thing. You know how nobody really wants to eat a McRib? No. So they only release it for like a three months every year and then people go bananas because it's gone. Like they use the scarcity model on that. Is it is it a yearly I thing that like it comes that. out? The McRib? The McRib? I think it's – I've never had one. Dude, I, I'm not. I haven't either. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that has to be the line, right? <laughs> the McRib. Yeah. It's 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 a big thing of baloney that's shaped like ribs. Yeah, like go through like a press to make it look like <laughs> a rib. Like, like, dude, you gotta. <laughs> you can't. You can't eat that. Right? You can eat anything. Can you eat that? Yeah, yeah, you can eat anything. McDonald's has proven that we can almost eat anything, but should you eat that? No, shouldn't eat. Shouldn't eat it. Just eat a regular hamburger, man. Yeah. Why, do, why does it have to be like a, like shaped like a rib? It just seems disgusting. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, there's got to be a line. A fine line. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> fine line between remote work and office work. Also, one thing to bring up there too is there's plenty of like offices that that have more flexible schedules too. What do you mean? So like you can take the time that you want off and you know like cuz you always hear with remote work like, "Oh, I can go to my daughter's soccer game." And I'm like, "Yeah, so can I." What's what Oh yeah, well I mean you kind of have that with unlimited PTO kind of yeah. sort of thing. You could just leave, come back. Yeah, no one knows you're gone. Yeah. And we have the dummies here where we put the dummies in the in our seats, yeah. Put the blanket over the top of them. Nobody even knows. Yeah, that when you when you, when you start, you get your own company issued dummy, right? Yeah, one that looks just like. That's why you. they take your picture. So yeah, they get 3D your measurements. Model you. Yeah, <clears throat> that's how we do it. Okay, is that is that done? Is that enough nonsense? There's <laughs> plenty of nonsense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear somebody call us knuckleheads on LinkedIn? <laughs> Hey, we should probably talk about this, that, Patrick. Yeah, was that a bad? That was like a bad review. I didn't like that. Was that, that a much. bad review? I think. Is it bad to be a knucklehead, Patrick? What's wrong with being I a think knucklehead? So I thought I thought a knucklehead was a negative thing. You did. Yeah. I think there's a lot of sure. great knuckleheads that have gone down in history. Just classic knuckleheads. You think? Name yeah. me name me one classic knucklehead. Like like Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Adventure. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure, you can call them knuckleheads. They're knuckleheads. They did a lot of great. We're not like we're not like those guys. We're not like those guys, but we could be a different class of knuckleheads. Hey, there's a knucklehead salon in Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out to the people in Kansas City listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> Go hit knucklehead salon saloon. <laughs> sorry, totally, totally threw that one off. Maybe there's a salon in there too. You never know. That's a good way to make extra money. I, I was thinking it was a salon until it said hours, and it says opens at 6.30 p.m., and I was like, what kind of salon opens at 6.30 on a Wednesday? And then I was like, oh, there's two O's. There's two O's in, <laughs> you go. 
So it's a saloon. Which I feel like, do saloons really exist anymore? Like, is this is this a saloon? I mean, in Kansas, I've never been to Kansas City, but if you're in Kansas City, like, is this a saloon where you walk in and the doors are like the side doors, like they, like those cowboy doors? Yeah, yeah. Like the bifoldy things, like whoosh, they open up. <laughs> and, and I think you have to have you have to have a mustache to go in. Yeah, <laughs> mustache is required for sure. <laughs> if you don't have one, they will issue you one. <laughs> well, this is kind of cool. Knucklehead Saloon. It's a music venue in Kansas City, Missouri. The facility is a complex of four stages. Dude, there's a large outdoor stage with a converted caboose. There's a converted caboose. We got to go on. We got to take the podcast on tour. Dude, we got to take the pod on tour. This is the one side has a VIP seating area, obviously where we broadcast the pod. Absolutely. And a 220-seat indoor stage. A large indoor stage known as the Knucklehead's Garage. And a 50-seat lounge, the Gospel Lounge, for Wednesday evening, a blues-oriented church. Wait a second. They have a lounge called the Gospel Lounge for Wednesday evening blues-oriented church services. Why not, Patrick? Blues-oriented church services? <laughs> you haven't heard blues-oriented? Do they know what the blues are? Like, are these people who like <laughs> left their church? And I'm like going to sing about leaving the church because they're so sad. They're like, I love Jesus. I don't, I don't know, man. You let, I let thought people... gospel was more like, lift me up, get me high, like, get me closer to the clouds, get me closer to Jesus. Maybe. Not, not sit there and drown my sorrows in church services. Maybe they want to drown their sorrows and talk about Jesus at the same time. Maybe. I don't know, man. It seems weird. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash that. Let Live music it. can be presented on all four stages at once. Wow! So I assume they're all separate. They don't. They that don't. has to sound so amazing. You can have, yeah, you can have you can have a you can have a nice bar fight going on in the Knucklehead's garage, uh-huh. and then you can have a gospel lounge blues evening, and then a design lounge. much episode. And going then a design on much episode one. going on the VIP lounge. Well, I'm uh, glad that now we're we're finally announcing that we're we're going on tour. I like that. How did, this we can get Knucklehead's Garage to be one of our sponsors? Somehow. Oh, definitely, Knuckleheads. If you are listening, sorry we called you a, a salon. So oh. I called you Knuckleheads too, but that was your name. <laughs> That's your name, and I, I still maintain Knuckleheads isn't a bad name. Um, l- l- yeah, reach out to us. Have your people call our people. We'll we'll come do a show. Listen to this performers, Zydeco band called Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band recorded their live album live at Knuckleheads, Kansas City, uh, in two thousand seven. They had a DVD too. Nice. Uh, oh, and the, and the band Cadillac Flambe in 2010 recorded live there, too. Uh, well-known acts. Okay, I'm going to say well-known. Just These are well-known acts, Andy, who have played knuckleheads include Sam Bush, Leon Russell, Nick Lowe, Edgar Winter. Like the only one I that, – that's the one I really recognize. That's the one I resonate with is Edgar Winter. Uh, and Johnny Winter, Keb Moe. Did you know Keb Mo played, uh, played Knuckleheads? John Doe played Knuckleheads. Really? I wonder if that's his real name. <laughs> Ian Moore, Ray Price, Billy Joe Shaver. Hey, Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, Del Watson, Kinky Friedman. <laughs> you, you were, dude, you were listening to Kinky Friedman just this morning when we came in. I heard you whistling a tune. I was. He He's big, Kinky Friedman's a big blues gospel artist. Uh, Rodney Crowell. Samantha Fish and Amanda Fish, Samantha and Amanda Fish, and then David Lindley. They've this all jammed. They've all jammed out the Knucklehead Saloon. So good to know. We're gonna die. This saloon's owned by 
We're going to get in trouble for this. We'll have to delete all this. Yeah, we will. Magic of editing. Kinky, right? I got to know who Kinky Friedman is. Jeez Louise. Dude's name is Kinky Friedman. <laughs> Richard Samet Kinky Friedman was born in 1944. <laughs> He's an American singer, songwriter, novelist, humorist, politician. He's a politician. Defender of stray animals and former columnist for Texas Monthly, who styles himself at, in the mold of popular American satirists Will Rogers and Mark Twain. I, I think we found another podcast topic. We just go on a Google rabbit hole. This is, we this just is amazing. Dude. Google something and then go deeper yeah. and deeper. It's called the Wikipedia podcast. We'll just yeah. read random Wikipedia pages and see how they connect. <laughs> Kinky Friedman, huh? Friedman was one of two <laughs> independent candidates in 2006 election for office of governor of Texas, receiving 12. He did the did he Kinky only got 12.6 percent of the vote. Friedman placed fourth in the six-person race. Wow, dude! He was born in Chicago to Jewish parents. Hence <laughs> the name Friedman. What's a dude named Kinky Friedman going around trying to be the governor of Texas for? Because he has the best name ever. That's what he's doing. Dude. I would vote for that just because of his name. I don't care dude, about his, his platform, policies. Dude, his platform was stray animals. <laughs> yeah. Defender of stray animals. How do, how do you not? Texas is littered with stray animals. Everywhere you look. Just all over the place. Yeah. You how can't did, throw a cat without hitting a stray animal. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Dude, you love his picture too. He's definitely he's a Jewish guy, but he's de- he definitely looks like a cowboy. All right. Um we'll have him run for office here in Utah. I'll vote for him. Yeah, if he came here, I'd vote for him hands down. Mitt, if it's Mitt or Kinky, who you voting for? I'm going Kinky every yeah. time. <laughs> I wanna I want a sticker that says oh. I voted Kinky. That'd here we go. Here we go. <laughs> One of his favorite quotes comes from Mark Twain. If smoking is not allowed in heaven, I shall not go. Friedman supports the decriminalization of marijuana. I'm in. Wow. Where's my Where's my kinky 2020 this getting, t-shirt? This is getting political now, Patrick. Yeah. All right. We should end. We should. We got to end this podcast on a high note. No one's still listening. End it on it's kinky okay. Friedman. It's okay. Jesus in pajamas came at 316 one morning to a Denny's by the freeway in the ancient town of Dallas where everything was frozen. There are many Denny's in Dallas.